Hello and welcome to Homesick at Jedi Camp. This is a brand spanking new Star Wars podcast and we're really excited to bring forth everything to the listeners. So yeah, first off with introductions, my name is Amber. I was previously the uh, co-host on a podcast called Council of the Wills, which I guess is now defunct, I suppose. I'm doing a different one. I have here my lovely co-host. Hello, I'm Joella. Uh, I used to be the host of a podcast called Creature Teacher that, well, tragically ended too soon. Uh, but now I am back over here and we are ready to bridge a whole new topic of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, so first off, because this is our very first episode, we've decided to do a little bit of general introduction about us in case you have no idea who we are, which you probably don't. Uh, so to get started, I'm just gonna say a little bit about myself. Uh, like I said, my name is Amber. I am currently 31 years old and I have been involved in Star Wars since I was a wee little child. My father was super into it. My brother was super into it. And so it was only natural that, you know, I get into it as well. So, you know, I've been in the fandom for, you know, close to 30 years once I was old enough to really process what I was watching, um, Han Solo was a favorite character growing up, but as I got older and a little bit more feminist, I became really interested in Leia. As it stands, my favorite movie in all Star Wars is The Last Jedi, which I know is kind of a contentious thing to say uh, for some people, but really I just appreciate the fact that it's it's really a movie that you have to unpack. And as someone who went to film school, uh, which hi, I went to film school, um, I really enjoy movies that you have to like really think about and movies that make you try to understand things more so than just basic, you know, shoot them up pew, pew, kind of movies. Um, and it's not that I have a problem with like the earlier Star Wars movies or think that they're just basic shoot them up pew pew movies. I just think that The Last Jedi really takes symbolism and inner thoughts and motivations to a completely new level, which I really appreciated. Yeah, that's about me and Star Wars. So, Joella? All right. So, my turn. So, uh, I, too, have been a Star Wars fan since I was a wee little Padawan. And uh, through my father as well. He was a huge Star Wars fan growing up and uh, pretty much raised me on it. And I fell really heavy into it with the prequel trilogy. And uh, my, so, my favorite movie is Revenge of the Sith. Um, I was a huge, kind of still am, stan for Anakin, um, but my favorite character is Padme. Uh, she always will be. She is a fierce, fierce woman. Done dirty, but fierce, fierce woman, um, and she is absolutely amazing. Um, I do love the originals, of course, um, and the newer ones I am starting to get a little bit more into. I saw them when they came out. I was into them. I did not have any issues with either of them for the most part. Um, but I didn't really get too much into the sequel lore, I guess. And so I'm starting to get into that a lot. I am super, super, super heavy into like the Clone Wars era. So I know a lot about that. Uh, so yeah, that's a little bit of an introduction to us. Uh, as far as how Joelle and I know each other, long story short, uh, I followed her on Tumblr a long time ago because she ran a Ben Barnes fan page. <laughs> I and, uh, and I was super into Ben Barnes at the time. I mean, I still am. I'm not going to lie. I watch the crap out of Westworld. But, like... True. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
But uh, that's also because the love of my life, Shannon Woodward, is in it. And ugh. I really wanted her to play uh, Jaina solo back when I thought they were going to adapt it. She she played um, Sabrina on Raising Hope. You're fucking right she did. Yeah, that's one of my favorite TV shows. I love her so much. I'm just so... Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, we uh, followed her, then I added her on Facebook, and we've known of each other's awareness for like 10 years and only recently did we start talking and we realized that we have so much in common and we clicked so well and it's wonderful. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We pretty much can nerd out about Star Wars together, which is a lot rarer than you think, Ugh. especially like to click it and like have very similar ideas and viewpoints on a lot of things. Yep. She's a, she's an Anakin stan and I'm a Kylo Ren stan, so... We get it. (laughs) (laughs) Hatred, yes, we get it. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's the general thing about us. Uh, So just to give a little bit of information of how our show is typically going to go, we have a format that we're going to follow where we're going to, you know, kind of talk about, you know, how Star Wars has been for us this particular week. Then we're going to go into a little bit of news, uh, depending on what has happened Um, some weeks may be really news heavy and some weeks may not be. It really depends. After that, we're going to have a feature discussion, which is going to be anything between characters, various forms of media, the themes, the theories, all kinds of stuff that you could discuss within the Star Wars universe. Um, and then we're going to have, uh, a section where we discuss historical events in Star Wars just to kind of give people a little bit of background information that they may not get if they only watch the movies. And yeah, that'll typically be our format. However, since this is kind of a beginner episode and there is so much news to cover, uh, thanks to San Diego Comic-Con, we're going to just go ahead and do um, a news-only episode just to kind of introduce ourselves to the world. So yeah, that being said, I think it's time to get started. Yes, head on over. Head on over. So the biggest source of all of the news this week has definitely been uh, everything that was announced at San Diego Comic-Con. And most of that news, uh, the like real (laughs) brunt of it, comes from the publishing panel, which announced a bunch of new content in the form of books. Personally, my favorite book that came out of the whole San Diego Comic-Con panel is, of course, Queen Shadow. Finally, Padme is getting her own book. Um, so I am super, super, super excited. I am going to pre-order this. I am going to, uh, probably read it in one day. Like, (laughs) I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to eat this entire thing up. (laughs) Um, so this is about after Padme serves as Queen of Naboo, the newly elected Queen ex Padme to serve as one of Naboo's senators. And with the help of her devoted handmaidens, Padme must figure out how to navigate the treacherous waters of politics and forge a new identity behind the Queen's shadow. So I am, again, I am super, super, super excited for this one. I I am too, because I'm not, I'm not super huge on Padme. I had this weird, like, <gasps> bias. Look, no, don't. I know. I know. I read your rant. Um, <laughs> but... You know, I was never, like, super big on Padme, specifically because I had this weird, like, vendetta against Natalie Portman for a long time, and I don't know why, (laughs) but a large period of my life was spent just, like, really hating random people for no reason, and now I've grown out of that, thankfully, so I'm definitely getting more into appreciating Padme as a character, especially because I just recently re-watched the prequel trilogy, so 
yeah, I was able to approach it from a, a different perspective in my life. But yeah, I'm just really, I'm really excited to see it. Um, and, you know, when I first heard the title, I thought it was going to be like someone stalking her. But no, it's her trying to get out of the shadow of being queen. Duh. Yes, trying to get her foothold in the Senate and be taken seriously and not just as that little, little girl queen. Which is kind of exciting because we got to see a lot of the political aspect of Leia's life. In Bloodline, so it'll be fun to see her mother going through the same thing. Yes, de- definitely. I, I agree with that. Um, that's one of the things that I was always really interested in that they never really touched too much upon with Padme, surprisingly. Uh, you know, she was, you know, obviously there was like episodes of the Clone Wars television show where you very briefly got to see her at her inner office, or, you know, it, she was very sidelined a lot, unfortunately, in my opinion. Uh, where yeah. she she could have been brought out to be much more than she was. There's also a lot of like cut scenes from the actual movies where it shows her, you know, a lot more, but that's why I'm super excited about this book because it's going to be, you know, a canon book about her. Uh Queen Shadow will be written by EK Johnston who previously wrote Ahsoka for Lucasfilm and Star Wars and uh Ahsoka was a fun book. So yes. I'm excited to see another this. one of my favorite characters. I love Ahsoka. <laughs> Uh, E.K. Johnston really seems like she's got a good foothold within the prequel era, the Clone Wars era, so I'm very excited to see all of it. Uh, that book is coming out March 5th of 2019, so we're definitely looking forward to that. Uh, the next book that we're pretty excited about is Master and Apprentice, which will be written by Claudia Gray, who is one of my favorite Star Wars writers because she wrote Lost Stars, Bloodline, and Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and I think all three of those are great books just really interesting stuff there's not much really given on the details of what this book is going to entail um all we know is that it's going to be set before the phantom menace and it is going to have qui-gon jinn and obi-wan kenobi uh doing a mission for the jedi um personally i'm really excited qui-gon jinn was always one of my favorite characters and i was really upset that he died in the phantom menace even though i understand why he had to yeah yeah oh well yeah yeah, me as well. Um, Qui-Gon is another one of those characters that, you know, unfortunately left too soon. Um, we got a lot of Obi-Wan, that definitely, obviously, but he was definitely cut out pretty pretty quickly. But there is a comic that uh, that had came out a while ago that was about pre-Phantom Menace, so I wonder if it's going to have anything to do with that. I guess we'll have to wait for them to release a little bit more information, but uh, th- their dynamic always really intrigued me because they really truly were a master and apprentice there was no you know no deception there there wasn't like the anakin obi-wan you know yeah it, they were I just would... truly a master and an apprentice they were friends of course but yeah they were jet like they were jedi i would love to see what like a healthy master and apprentice exactly that, yeah that's like that's what i'm trying to say it's like a healthy because i don't think that <laughs> obi-wan that and anakin were healthy and i don't think that anakin and Ahsoka were all that healthy either. Uh, well, they were definitely healthier than Anakin and Obi-Wan. I um, mean, <laughs> look, anything with Anakin is going to be a little bit tainted. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, no, no, you are. It's not, it's not a lie. No, yeah. no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so yeah, that book comes out February 26th of 2019. And, uh, I'm definitely hoping we get more information on it before it comes out. Cause I really want to be excited about this and I already am, but like, I want, <laughs> I want more. I'm greedy. 
So the next, okay, so this one I am super, super, super excited about. Um, the next book that's going to be coming out is Women in the Galaxy by Amy Ratcliffe. Um, she writes for StarWars.com and Star Wars Insider. So this is going to be an art book um, of female and non-binary artists profiling the 75 women in Star Wars. So this is going to be really, really good. Um, I feel like this is needed. And some of those women are Leia, Rey, Ahsoka, Eden, Jin, Rose, Maz, and of course, you know, many, many, many more. Because we have a lot of really strong women within the Star Wars uh, franchise that really aren't, um, yeah, aren't featured, aren't talked about a lot. You know, like I assume like Asajj Ventress will probably be in there. I'm, I'm sure Padme has to be. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an assumed one as well. Um, Mon Mothma. D yes. I would hope that Brea Organa is in it, but, I mean, who knows? Shmi. Shmi! Yes! Oh my god, please let me know more about Shmi. <laughs> I would love that. She <gasps> is quite important uh, to the entire story, but yeah, I, always forgotten. Like, <laughs> the OG Skywalker. Everyone's like, oh, Anakin, the OG Skywalker. You know, screw you, alright? <laughs> Shmi. Shmi is the OG Skywalker. Uh, no, I'm really excited for this because, you know, I, I get a lot of criticism, or I hear a lot of criticism um, about how, oh, there's just no women in the Star Wars universe. And I'm like, yeah, man, I, I barely see any women in the Star Wars universe. And the fact that this art book is going to be profiling 75 women is pretty cool, even if it seems like a lot of these women have come about uh, in the later years of it. Uh, would have been really nice to see a lot more in the past, but this is still good. I'm still excited. Um, I think adding more women into the fray and really focusing on them is a great thing. And from the description, it seems as though uh, Amy Ratcliffe is going to be writing um, some prose or profiles or something right. on each of these women. And then uh, the artists are going to be drawing images of them. And from what I've seen so far, it just looks gorgeous. And I'm so excited. Yeah, the images I've seen from this book just are absolutely gorgeous and I it's gonna be one of those things where I'm gonna be like is there a way I could get prints of these and I'm sure they will have prints available um but I am super excited for this yeah like I said you know it feels like in the early years there weren't a lot of female characters because the male characters were focused on a lot more but there were always kind of females lingering around um even in the original I mean Leia, Bond, Freya, um you know, Padme kind of in passing at the very end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, they, they were there. It's just, you know, obviously like the Luke, the Han, the Vaders were just focused on more. So it's really good. And I really, really, really love that they are putting more attention into the women within this franchise for the women in this franchise. Um, you know, a lot of the cartoons, Rebels and, um, the Clone Wars, they do folk, they do have very, you know, prominent female characters within them. And that is something that I have really loved. And I'm actually very interested that they've included Eden because she is from the Battlefront games. Yep. Um, I was actually really wondering if they were going to include uh, L3 because droids don't technically have a gender, but she was played hmm. by a female actress. So I'm definitely curious if she's Maybe be included in some way. That would be interesting. I I don't know. 
I don't know how they would. I yeah, they don't really have a gender, but I you know, I would assume that they would put R two and like three PO into like a male type of thing. So maybe. I mean, who knows? I would be interested to see that. Uh, I mean, they they refer to the Falcon as a she. Are they gonna? (laughs) That is very true. Yes, they do. (laughs) And and then call her garbage. Oh, poor thing. (laughs) I'm kidding. You know, watching Solo just made me so sad because, like, I realized how much it upsets me that they refer to the Falcon as garbage considering it's part L3. You know? (laughs) Screw you! She died for this ship. That is very true. Um, yeah, it's just, I just, I always think it's funny that they refer to it as like a hunk of junk or garbage or something of that nature, knowing like how important it is to all of them. Like Han, Han doesn't deserve that ship, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's like his ship, but Solo made it clear to well, me that that is Lando's goddamn ship. Well, I mean, Han's not really around to argue anymore, is he? Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, man, that would make me really happy if episode 9 ended with, like, them giving the Falcon back, back to Lando. to Lando. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, kill me. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, that book comes out October 30th, 2018, which means it will be available a little bit later this year. And I am stoked. Uh, so, the other book, um, and this one is already out, but I guess it's still part of, like, the San Diego Comic-Con hype. Uh, Thrawn Alliances by Timothy Zahn, who... Uh, is pretty much legendary as far as Star Wars goes because he created Thrawn and Mara Jade uh, and wrote uh, quite a bit of material for Star Wars. So it's it's nice to have more Thrawn information uh, from Timothy Zahn because it's his character, really. So according to Timothy Zahn, he says that in Thrawn alliances, Palpatine tends to have ulterior motives under his ulterior motives. Part of it in this one is a question of whether Thrawn is completely loyal to him, a question Darth Vader also has. But also a question of, Vader has a past, as we all know, and has Vader completely disassociated himself from Anakin Anakin Skywalker and the Jedi? Uh, He also says that you can't do a good Anakin story without Padme. So it's kind of fun that we're, I mean, fun, quote unquote, because obviously he's going to be... I don't oh. call this fun. Yeah, yeah. Call this emotional I torture. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to be getting basically, you know, and I haven't read it yet. I've been meaning to. It's just been, you know. I started it. Um, I do have a young child who <laughs> takes up a lot of my time, but I did start it. And it's so far what I've read is really good. I love Timothy Zahn. I am, I have read pretty much almost every EU book. And his are always my favorite. I'm literally, like, looking at my shelf right now, and his name is, like, pretty much on, like, every one of them. And he created my second favorite lady in Star Wars, who is no longer canon. We won't talk about it, though. Mara Jade. He also Um, gave an interview where he said he, like, won't let her join the new canon. It's so sad. Like, I, the thing that upset me was that they didn't even give a Mara Jade character, you know? Like, yeah. it, it, there was no nod to her. There was no nothing. Just nothing. I mean, who knows? Maybe in the next one there could be. You know. I but... mean, this, the story itself is... I mean, they did have that... You know, I don't want to get into the speculation or anything like that. Uh, but there was supposedly a casting call where they were casting a woman in her 50s named Mara. Um, yeah. But that just seems, for one, I don't know if that's even a real casting call. For another, it would be really messed up of them to do that. Can I tell you? 
If they introduced a character named Mara, I would lose my shit. They also usually don't give the real names of the characters when they do the castings. That's yeah, usually but just, a fake even name. if it is a real casting call, to like lo- to use that name in particular is just weird. Like, it, does yeah. she going to fulfill that role? Is it just a name you picked? I don't get it. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. But about but as far as this book goes, uh, this is one that I am very very much into. Love Timothy Zahn. Love the Thrawn trilogy. Love Mara. She's not in it, but also has my Annie. But um, so I am I am very very much into reading this one. Like I said, that book is out now. Um, and then we have a couple of like uh, smaller things coming out. This is more of like comics and stuff like that. Uh, we got the solo novelization by uh, Mer Lafferty. Um, and it will have extended and deleted scenes, and that's coming out on September 4th of 2018. And then we have the solo comic miniseries uh, by Robbie Thompson that is coming out also in October of 2018, which I assume will basically be a novelization with pictures. Um, I think it may have a little bit more backstory from the description, but for the most part, it looks like it's just going to be a short little comic run. All right, so... Then we have Star Wars Tales from Vader's Castle, written by Creepy Kevin Scott. We're going to join a ragtag band of rebels in this weekly five-issue miniseries filled with eerie adventures from across the Star Wars saga. Told in the shadow of Vader's Castle, these spooky stories feature feature Hera, Cannon, and Chopper, Han Solo and Chewbacca, the Ewoks, and of course, Darth Vader himself. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a like a Halloween mini series, which is cool. Um, I believe it's coming out in October. It, it looks kind of neat. Uh, the way they were describing it is like the beginning of a horror movie where the, yeah. the car breaks down, uh, and now it's a ship breaking down on a lava planet. I'm super excited so, about this one. Um, I love, obviously, I love uh, horror and all that stuff. So this one actually did really intrigue me. They love giving Vader like five issue miniseries. I don't know why. I mean, Vader existed for five movies. Because I'm not going to count him existing in The Phantom Menace because he was just a little boy and I won't blame him for that. He was always just a little boy. Alrighty. Oh, alright. <laughs> <laughs> he was... We'll get into that next week. Um, <laughs> still on the comic front, we have new Marvel comics coming. Age of Republic, written by Jody Hauser. Age of Rebellion, written by Greg Pak. Age of Resistance, written by Tom Taylor. If anybody... Notice is a trend there. Let me know. And they are going to be coming out December of 2018. You're going to journey through the entire Star Wars saga with Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, and Age of Resistance. A 30-issue maxi-series chronicling, chronicling the most iconic heroes and villains from across the galaxy. I um, happen to love the Marvel comics when they do Star Wars. They, they definitely do it the best. Um, so this epic Marvel Comics event starts in December with Age of Republic, Qui-Gon number one, and Age of Republic, uh, Darth Maul number one. Ooh. So yeah, it's kind of interesting because when they announced the three titles, you know, Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, and Age of Resistance, obviously that refers to the prequel, the original, and the sequel trilogy. Um, you know, Republic, Rebellion, Resistance. Um, so that was interesting. So I thought it would just be a single issue with it under that title. But the, the last thing where it says, you know, age of Republic Qui-Gon one and age of Republic Darth Maul one is pretty interesting because now it looks as if it's going to actually be uh, multiple 
stories underneath that umbrella title of Age of Republic, which is also the um, under the umbrella of the Age of Saga. So it's it's going to be a big one. I'm I'm very interested in that. I love comics. I love the Marvel comics. Um, they do them just so well. They always have amazing artists, great writers. Um, so the fact that this is going to be a pretty, you know, looks like it's going to be a pretty solid thing. It got pretty excited there. I'm going to have to definitely put that one on my weekly, well, monthly order list. Yeah, I don't really read single-issue comics anymore because, for one, I moved to a town that has the worst comic book stores. Um, but, I mean, other than that, like, I've just reached this kind of point in my life where, like, I hate taking care of, like, the paper of the yeah, comics. you can do like, it. I mean, you can do it online. They have, like, apps and stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, look... <laughs> I love my having my bookshelf full of, of trades, so yes. that's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah. I don't know if they do the trades for the Star Wars. They have yes. to, right? Yes, they yeah, do. Yeah. They do. I have a couple um, of... The, I, I have the trades and the single issues, which is probably a little... Overkill? Overkill. But I love <laughs> well, I love the single issues because I like reading them as it's happening. And sure, like I said, you can do it on your phone. And not sponsored, but Midtown Comics ships them to you. That's oh, what hey. I do. So... Um, I mean, I, I well, the thing is, is, is even though I don't really read single issue comics, I think I might do it with this series, um, oh, and the Vader one, just because I'm kind of super into it. Yeah, the Vader one is small; it's just a five issue one, so that'll be, you know, that won't put too much of a dent in the shelf, but well, in the box, in the know, box, my my comic boxes. But um, this one, I'm, I'm I'm really excited when I saw this. I was like, finally, another like good Marvel series yeah um also this isn't really publication like announcement it's more so just kind of talking about it uh but they announced uh the official end of the poe dameron comic i believe did uh, they yeah uh it's ending with issue 31 okay which i mean it was only meant to be a short run anyway but it was really popular and so people kept asking for more and more and more right well he's very popular oh yeah and i think so, the problem with i think the only reason they're ending it i'm sure if they had the content for it they would uh continue it but with it already extending past the end of the last jedi um yeah that's I just, probably very touchy yeah i just don't know how much further they can really go with it so um well with that being said they could pick it up after the next one Oh, so, yeah. If they went on a break for, like, a year and a half and wanted to do, like, some Poe Dameron lead-up into The Last Jedi, or in pff, The Last Jedi, do <laughs> some lead-up into Epics, that would be cool. By the way, I'm going to call Episode Nine Epics all the time because that's what the <laughs> initials look like. So if you hear me say Epics, I don't mean the weird, like, TV internet thing. <laughs> that weird, like... Yeah. Channel. Oh, oh great! So this show is only so available on Epics. Guess I won't be watching it <laughs> anyway. So yeah, uh, I mean they could you know start the run up again with uh, with Epics and you know continue it past, but right. who knows? Um, though, uh, so yeah, the end of the Poe Dameron comic is coming. Um, which, look, I'm gonna be honest and say that I don't particularly love Poe as a character. Um, he's okay but like my thing is whenever this is kind of like in response to the fact that everybody hates kylo ren they're like oh he's basically a men's rights activist and i'm like you understand poe is definitely more of a men's rights activist than kylo ren right <laughs> the man literally thought that his female superior officer owed him explanations for things like let's be real here yeah poe is 
He's a real, he's, we'll call him a real go-getter. Yeah, that's a word. Um, uh, so yeah, those, those comics, uh, that's, I believe that's all the publication news that came out of, I mean, obviously there were some other like kids books, which I mean, I didn't write them down cause that doesn't affect me, but you have a kid, so who knows? I do. And I do buy all the kids books, so. Yeah. I'm um, excited for those. So, but we're not going to go into it cause I don't really think anybody's super like. <laughs> no, but if you're interested in it, Google. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Star, uh, Star Wars. <laughs> um, if you are interested in the kids' stories, uh, StarWars.com does have an article detailing all of the books that they are, or that they announced at San Diego Comic Con. Um, so that's a thing for you. Uh, moving on to other San Diego Comic Con news, it was revealed uh, in animation that uh, the Clone Wars cartoon show is coming back. If you ever want to see a 27-year-old woman shed tears over a cartoon, you had to have caught me at that moment when that trailer came online. But not even the trailer. It was just an image of the um, clone trooper helmet and that it was returning. Um, I was very bitter. I, I have no problems with Disney owning Star Wars, of course. I'm a Disney fan. I go to Disney multiple times a year. I love Disney. I was very bitter, though, when it was cut very abruptly short. Um, and then they did the little thing on Netflix, but it was just left so unresolved. And as someone who is a huge fan of that era and that show, it really, it really just, it shook me. Like that was one of those things where it was like, how, how do you do that? Like, how do you just end this? So for this to come back, it truly, I am so excited. We're, it's going to bring us right up to everything. Uh, obviously, you know, we're, we're going to get Ahsoka back, as you saw in the preview. We've got Obi, Anakin looking, you know, like he's starting to get worn down. All of our favorite, favorite, all of our favorite clone troopers. And I'm just, I, I, I don't even, it's, it's so, I am so excited for this. It's, it's nuts. Like, I, I'm just excited. I don't, I don't even know where to start. I love, I, I also I also love Ashley, the girl who plays Ahsoka, so I feel like her excitement about it is also, like, fueling the excitement, too, because she just has such a pure love for the Clone Wars and Ahsoka that it definitely adds to it because, like, she, you know, she'll start posting about it and it's just like, yes, yes, yes! <laughs> um, but I am, I am very, very, very excited for this, and I do wonder if they're going to leave off at... Or if they are going to cover the actual events. So. Yes. Well. Yeah, that was always my thing um, prior to Rebels being in existence. Um, I always, that was one of the things I was really like, what the hell about? Because what happens to Ahsoka? She's not in Revenge of the Sith. So she, clearly, I always thought that she died, whether by his hand or, you know, by actions that he, you know, committed. And that was one of those things that further led him down that path to darkness. 
um, because he felt like, you know, he failed her and that he had lost her as well, you know, because that's one of Vanekin's reoccurring themes is that he fails people and he loses them. They, you know, they die and there's nothing he can do to bring them back. So I always thought that she was going to die, but then we find out in Rebels, obviously she does not. She is still around. Um, so I'm really curious as to what the storylines are going to, like, what, what are they going to do? And where are they going to stop? Like... Because Clone Wars does go through Revenge of the Sith, so are they going to go through it, or are they just going to stop right before where the movie would pick up? I'm, I, I'm curious. Because the end of the Clone Wars is Revenge of the Sith at the end, with Order uh, 66. Uh, yeah, I'm really curious to see what happens with it, because, I mean, there's just really a lot up in the air. I know that people were waiting for, like, a resolution of the Clone Wars in the TV show, um, because obviously it cuts off with the war still going, so what's the point? But it is it is kind of a question mark of how are they going to do that in the sense of, of without stepping on the Revenge of the Sith territory, because one thing I've always really admired Lucasfilm for is that they don't tend to be repetitive. Um, they don't have a habit of telling the same story in different media. Um, maybe, you know, maybe from an, an alternate point of view... But not really, they don't really tell the same stories. So, you know, like, everybody wanted a Leia Princess of Alderaan adaptation movie, but Lucasfilm just doesn't do that. No. Yeah, no. Um, I think if if it goes how I think it's going to go, in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, it, um, they're walking, in, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan are coming into the Senate building from, you know, just coming back from a battle and i do wonder maybe they'll leave off right there with that makes landing, sense landing at the senate house and then you just have to watch the movie to find out what happens next because we would never know what happens i would love some baby hints <laughs> <laughs> uh he doesn't know until that moment i know but i would love some hints of like him being like oh me uh, because no i like someone i don't know i don't know i just i don't maybe know. I don't know. It's just he doesn't know until that moment because he's not there. He's always off at war. Yeah. So, or you know, unless he would have felt them. But yeah. she's also not very far along in the beginning there. Yeah. He comes home, he gets his nookie, and then he leaves for <laughs> war. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> just say it how it is, the um, hero with no fear. Do you think they're only doing a season seven, or do you think they'll go beyond? I'm not sure. I... Hmm. That's I don't know. I'm gonna be really honest. I I feel like even if they just give us that, that'll be enough. <laughs> to, or or they'll expect us to say that's enough, and you know it'll never be enough. But it it <laughs> we'll always want more. But you know I I think that even if you know that's the things I always hate with with shows that have like a definitive timeline to wrap stuff up. Um, like, I, yeah. I'm worried about Game of Thrones because they only have this one season to wrap up every single storyline. And I'm like, I don't think you can do it. I thought they had two more seasons. No, they just have this one final oh. season. Oh, and I think there's cool. only six episodes in it. I know it's shorter, but the episodes are longer. Yeah, but still 14, 14 no, or no, 12 no, or 14 I hours. I just, I just don't see it wrapping up. I, I just don't know how. I just, I don't know how. I mean, I do know how they could do it if... 
they follow like the most boring train of thought, which is Daenerys uses her dragons and kills all the White Walkers and then destroys King's Landing, and now she's on the Iron Throne with Jon Snow as her husband. But that's boring and predictable, and I hate it. And her nephew. <sighs> yeah, God. Kill me. <laughs> no, nephew? Yeah. yeah, they're nephews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though there is a theory, it, it, we're not getting into it. But um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, Find out about that on our Thrones podcast. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not really sure how, um, how they're going to wrap everything up, but I guess that's why they're making the show. If we knew how they would wrap it up, there would be no point, so. Well, if you read the books. Okay. You know how they, <laughs> I'm being serious, but. Um... I understand. Oh, no, no, wait, what are we talking about? Oh, I'm talking about Clone Wars. What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> No, okay, so read the books. I'm back on I'm back on this podcast. Well, because you said read the books, and I was like, what books? I was like, Game of Thrones? No, like, every Clone Wars book in the world. Like, okay, okay. Hundreds of them. Comics. Okay, books. well, thanks, Mom. Um, what? <laughs> There's none of that. They, they allude to it, but they never show anything. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in how... Ahsoka plays into the end of the Clone Wars TV show. Me too. I am super, super excited for that. Um, again, another female character that really took off. You know, she was just kind of his Padawan, but she ended up becoming almost the star of the show. Yeah, you know, there have been a lot of petitions for Ahsoka to have her own movie or to be in, introduced into the, uh, the Star Wars movie canon, and I'm just... I. At one point, I thought it would be impossible. I thought they would never be able to do it because um, it, it's it's information from the TV show. And you would say, hey, you have to watch this TV show in order to understand what's happening. And they would never do it. But then they introduced Maul at the end of Solo. Right. Which you only know that he's alive because of, of the, the Clone the Wars and the Rebels TV show. So, who knows, man? They might do it. They might... <laughs> I bring... did think that for a little bit. Um, like, when... Uh... Lupita Nyong'o was announced in The Force Awakens. I thought she was going to play Ahsoka. Um, because Ahsoka would be, you know, I mean, she'd be old, but then again, Lupita does play Maz, who's pretty old, so. Yeah. It's a CGI, and Ahsoka would be pretty CGI. Everybody wants know. Rosario Dawson to play her. She would have to be, like, 80. <laughs> okay, well, Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. They can <laughs> no, do it. No, she wouldn't be like it. She'd be like, let's see. Uh, she's like a, probably like what, in her like 20s? No, her like late teens when Luke and Leia are born. Yeah, so she's like probably in her like 60s, 70s. Yeah, that's fine. You know, that casting for Mara did say mid-55. They could be casting just a little bit younger. Or maybe they're casting Luke's wife. <laughs> and maybe wow. it's Carrie. <laughs> but let's get into the next thing and then we'll go into that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Clone Wars, that's, uh, that's pretty much the big Star Wars thing that happened at San Diego Comic-Con. Everybody's flipping out about it. Um, I'm gonna be honest and say I ain't never watched it. Um. We gonna change that. Okay, I know. I started watching it. I really did because Rebels was on and I was like, oh, I really want to watch Rebels. And I was like, ah, oh, but I should probably watch Clone Wars first. Um, and so I started watching it, but then I fell asleep one night and I don't know where I'm at. And I just... <laughs> Just go back. It's okay. Yeah, I'm just going to have to start over. I just, oh, I hate repeating myself. It'll be exciting. I will definitely have to give The Clone Wars a watch. Um, 
I guess both in chronological and release order. <laughs> I have a whole book explaining that. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you'll be sending it to me, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, that's about it for Clone Wars. At San Diego Comic-Con, we were also uh, given, well, we weren't, but people were given a sneak peek of the new Resistance show that is coming out later this year, I believe. Uh, yes, I believe it is later this year. Um, I personally don't know jack shit about the Resistance TV show, because as soon as they said it was airing on a channel I don't get, I was like, meh. Not gonna be able to watch it, I guess. Um, so, uh, supposedly it's like a more traditional art style. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, obviously we didn't see anything, but I do know it is, uh, Poe is in it. Great! My favorite character! Poe is in it, um... Phasma's in it, and, and Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn are going to also be playing those characters. Well, that's more um, exciting. BB-8 makes an appearance. Good. Um, Does it show okay. how he gets BB-8? Because I would love that story. I would love that as well. That is that is a storyline that I would really actually like. Um, but I don't I don't know. I don't know really much about it. There's not a lot said about it. Yeah, there's um, really not. From the synopsis, we get a resist resistance fighter, Poe Dameron, takes uh, tasks young pilot Kazuda Kaz with spying on the First Order at the time. Little was known about the secretive organization and its strength, so this is going on pre, uh, I think this is pre-Force Awakens. Uh, in order to fulfill his mission, Kaz travels to the space station Colossus, which is being used by many ships as a port to refuel and do repairs. However, there are also dangerous races taking place there. After Kaz bragged with his piloting skills at after Kaz bragged with his piling skills at his arrival there, he is soon drawn into one of the races. Oh, wait. So are they... Wait, are they pod racing? <laughs> uh, maybe. That'd be weird. That... Is that what this is? I mean, it would be weird if there was, like, a pod racing TV show. I mean, that kind of sounds like pod racing. Yeah. No, it kind of does. Um... And, oh, yeah, and, like, the actual, like, uh, art for it is BB-8, and, uh, what could be either a pod racer or an airplane? <laughs> pod racer <laughs> or an airplane. Who knows? Couldn't, couldn't tell you what that was. <laughs> but, yeah, upcoming American anime-inspired television series. Oh, great. Okay. Oh, it's gonna be on Disney- Oh, it's gonna be on Disney Channel and Disney XD. Okay. Watch this. Yeah, I've cut the cord. I'm my not going to be able to. My daughter will watch this. It's one of the things I really love about all these cartoons is that it's something that my daughter and I can watch together. Um, we've watched the Clone Wars together. I think we'll that airplane this. is an X-Wing. On what planet? A water planet. No, I meant like on what planet is that an X- Is that really? Oh, maybe it is from the side. Yeah, yeah I yeah. see it now. I see it now. I see it's like a top view. It didn't look like that. But I guess, <laughs> well, no, just because wouldn't you see the other wing, the bottom I mean, wing, the thing that makes it an X wing? Uh, I mean, it could just be a lazy drawing of it. Like maybe it's not X'd out right now. It's more of a, because the X wings don't X all the time. They expand out. No, I know, but I felt like if they wanted it to be an X wing, they would have maybe shown it as I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Probably they probably don't oh, care. Oh wait, no, actually, it's it's there's a like kind of um still i guess well not a still it's uh concept art 
I don't think that's not an X-wing. It's, it looks like a pod racer, actually, on the concept art. Oh boy, it is pod racing. Oh uh, yeah. I just hope we get some Kylo Ren. <laughs> Probably not. Hey, I'm singularly minded. <laughs> um, I, yeah, as much as we would love that, uh, it did not say. And I mean, but then again, who knows? Uh, but it looks like Phasma is going to be the main uh, main villain, quote unquote. Uh, That's of kind this. of strange to me, actually, that Phasma would end up being some other character's villain, considering she was specifically Finn's Finn's villain. Like, I feel like making her a villain to anyone else kind of cheapens it in a uh, way. I feel like she was cheapened the entire movie. But well, you know. again, oh, but yeah, I don't know. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um. So yeah, that's about all I have as far as San Diego Comic-Con stuff goes. Now on to the good stuff. Are you kidding? That was the good stuff. Now I was just joking. Now it's just, oh, here's the cast, I guess. <laughs> now on to the stuff that makes people go crazy. Here's all the stuff we already kind of knew. Hey, um, oh my god, they listed Daisy and Adam first. What? And then John Third. Oh. <laughs> Oscar Ford. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's it for San Diego Comic-Con news. We are now uh, moving on to a little bit more news that came out uh, in this past week, which is Star Wars uh, officially announced the cast list uh, for Epics. Now, uh, the way that they... Or, uh, in a direct quote from that article, it says, Returning cast members include Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Donald Gleason, Kelly Marie Tran, Junis Suotamo. I don't know. His, look, I can pronounce Donald all day, but Suotamo is hard for me. Suotamo? So, yeah, I guess. I'm not Kelly going Marie, names. Kelly Marie Tran, the guy who plays Chewbacca, and Billy Lord. Yeah. Joining the cast of Epics are Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, and Carrie Russell, who will be joined by veteran Star Wars actors Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, and Billy D. Williams, who will reprise his role as Lando Calrissian. So, exciting things from this. Yeah, so let's unpack this first before we go into yeah. the second part. Um, yep. So, yes, of course, you know, you've got your main cast returning, all the key players we thought would be there. Yeah, Um yep. Weird to see Lupita Nyong'o and Donald Gleason listed before Kelly Marie Tran, um, <gasps> but it could have just be you know. Am I allowed to give like a an opinion into that? Sure. Um, so this is just I'll totally, cut it out if I hate it. Yeah, you can. This is totally my speculation. Uh, into that is that he is the actual villain of this movie. So he is oh. going to be listed before her because he's got a bigger role than her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I understand because I definitely think he is going to be the villain of episode nine. Lapita, though, I uh, think it, it may just because she's an Oscar winner. Um, I do think they're going to bring more Maz. Like, I feel like I'm, we're going to see her more. Uh, I feel like she was a character that fans really loved and was not given a lot of screen time. But I think. I think she's really going to play a key part into this because I feel like she's going to be that. Uh, like, I mean, she's been around for like a thousand years. Yeah. She has to know something. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like she's going to be that wizened person. I mean, yeah, we're obviously going to get our cast of Force Ghost. But, um, you know, it's. I feel like she's going to kind of play that. I don't know, that, that wizened, you know, older character. Yeah. But I definitely feel like Dom Hill's 
is uh, is that you pronounce his name? Donal. 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 Mr. Gleason is. <laughs> All right, I am. I'm sorry. I feel like Hux is listed before her because he is going to be the main villain in this one. Yep. Um, you know, so that would be the only reason I would say because yeah, as people noted, you know, Daisy and Adam are obviously the stars of the this film. Yeah, so they're going to go know. first, and then you've got. Your, How surprising that your dual leads are right. listed first. And then you have your your kind of, like, second plot line of Finn and uh, Poe, and, and then you kind of have everybody else. And, I, you know, I even don't even know if that's really... Once you get past the first four, it may just have been kind of like, and these other people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To people some extent. Upset. People get upset when you call, like, Finn's storylines the B-plot, but... J.J. Abrams called Ray and Kylo meeting in the forest the story we really care about. So I feel like they intend that to be the A plot. The A plot will always be the Skywalker plot. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's a harsh reality, but these movies are, lit- they could literally just be called Skywalker War. Like, it. the Skywalkers will always have the A plot. Yeah. And not that the B plot is bad at all. It's a plot that I do enjoy. Um... The B plot's always the military plot. Definitely, yeah. And and it's not a bad plot, but no, it's never. just not going to be the main storyline of yep. the movies. Will it be the main storyline in other ways? Yeah, sure. Look at the Clone Wars. It's the main storyline of the Clone Wars for the most part. Yeah. But you know, I just feel like it's yeah, no, they're not gonna they they're not gonna be the main storyline. But and yeah. then of course, excited about those veteran actors. Now, Mark Hamill, I was of two minds about this one. Um, yeah, I do think he's going to come back as a force ghost and haunt the shit out of Kylo Ren. Um, he said so himself. Uh, you know, if you strike me down in anger, I will always be with you. Um, just like your father. Just like your father. You know, who knows? Maybe he sees Han. Maybe at night when he dreams. Um, cool. But, you know, he I'm will okay. literally, can literally see uh, Luke. Yeah, uh, but I also think we are going to get some more backstory. I think that's going to be another big thing is that we are going to get more of uh, Ben pre Kylo Ren, and that is where Mark will also be because Luke trained him. Yeah, um, I think he's going to share that with you know Ray through flashbacks and things of that nature. Um, Naomi Aki. Um, so I am super stoked about this because I want like I feel like she's going to be. <clears throat> A really big character. Yeah, I feel like she's. I feel like she's gonna be a good, a big B character. Um, whether kind of like how um, Laura Dern was. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like that, where you know you have you're a subplot line, but you are a big one. Yeah. Um, Laura Dern, I think she did amazing. Ugh, um, I do too. I love her purple hair, but um, I kind of like. I am of two minds. You know, there's a lot of oh, she's Lando's daughter, which I would totally be cool with if you know, Lando's just there to kind of like introduce his badass daughter who's kind of like him. But you know, um, uh, my problem is, I have no problem with her being Lando's daughter. I just get really weird about the idea that all people of color are have to be related. Well, he um, is not related to any of them. Yeah. Because she's not playing... Anyway. Um, I, know, I know what you're saying. Yes. I uh, hope they don't CGI her out, though. Like, that's my biggest thing, is I really oh, hope she's not CGI'd out. That's, that's why fair. I would, I would take her as Lando's daughter, because I don't want... I want to see an actual presence. She would like, actually have a face. She'd have a face, and she wouldn't be CGI'd out. 
Yeah, so, no, that's fair. But my second um, thing is she would be like the badass Knight of Ren, and that's why she's the one that's listed, is because she's kind of like the one that's going to like, you know, push against it or something. You know, like she'll be the one that speaks, she'll be, you know, so, which I would love. I would lo- like, how badass would that be? Yeah, I really struggle with my feelings on the Knights of Ren just because, like, they weren't in the first one, which means JJ had a reason that they weren't there. Uh, Ryan didn't put them in the second one specifically because he said his only idea for them was to stand in for the Praetorian Guards, which meant he would have had to kill them off. Um, And since they weren't his, he didn't really feel right killing them off in that way. Um, So it, it really becomes a question mark of, like, do they really have a place in this story or are they just backstory? See, but that's the thing is that, like... I feel like they are such a big backstory, though. Like, how do you, you know, like, going back to the flashbacks, the Knights of Ren are people he took from Luke's academy. Yeah. So she could be, you know, someone who's in those flashbacks, and then come present day, here she is, and like, yo, what are you doing? Because she can sense, you know, their masters change. And, um, you know, and she could also become another, you know, as I I think Hux is going to be our main villain but she could become another vil- like another villain within it as well um but i feel like to cut them out completely then why bother with them like why make them so like important to him you know like yeah why, why call just- him master of the knights of ren if exactly. they're not significant right. that's what i'm saying like he could have just been kylo ren because that's what he named himself like he's not a sith so he's not a darth so he could have just named himself Kylo Ren because he liked the name. You know what I mean? Like, well, somebody pointed out that Kylo is a combination of Sky and Solo. And Lola, yes, and Ren, and that and, Ren is just his name with an R. Yeah, <laughs> he just erased part of it. Yeah, uh, like, like, but that's his what name I'm saying. Is, it, he just it, put it, his name into a into a dark Jedi <laughs> name generator, and he got out Kylo Ren. Um, but at the same time, like. I kind of had this weird little headcanon with the Knights of Ren that Ren is a last name for all of them as yes. a sense of family. Yes, yes, I agree. That is, like, they would each have blank Ren. Blank, you know, whatever it is, Ren. You know, whatever they want to be. Yeah, because I think the biggest problem for, for Kylo has always been, like, he hasn't really felt that sense of family from his family. Right. And so I, I could easily see him creating a family, but I also think that if he got too attached to his family for any reason, Snoke would exploit that the same way he exploited his connection to Rey. Well, that's that's one of the things that I feel like we don't see the Knights because I do feel like that was it, like that Snoke sent them somewhere, like whether on missions or, you know, they're just away at Snoke's orders because he, you know... He may be the master of the Knights of Ren, but he had a master. So yeah. Ultimately, yeah. they would be at Snoke's disposal as well. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for whatever she becomes. Yeah, um, me, me too, as well. But I just hope they don't CGI her out. That's my exactly, one thing. Exactly, yeah. Agreed. Like, that's why, even though, yeah, we don't want to say, like, oh, well, she's Lando's daughter because she's person. No, it's not that. I'm not saying that. It's I'm saying it because I would rather her be Lando's daughter than a CGI character. Yep. Or, like, a droid. You yep. know what I mean? Like, yep. that's what I'm trying to say. Um, Richard E. Grant, I have no idea. Uh, you know, uh, someone was saying he might play Thrawn. I don't know. About I, that. Yeah, uh, I don't know yeah. how I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to touch on it. Like, does he kind of look like him? Yeah. 
Um, but I like, mean, I could see it. I could see I it. Don't He's British. You want it? <laughs> I don't want it either. But if it happens, it happens. I personally just think that they should leave that where it is. Um. I and, think he's probably going to be, like, a major First Order officer. That's just... He's got that look. Yeah, he might be... It might be, like, him and Hux devise a plan to out Kylo Ren. People have also uh, speculated that he might be playing a young Snoke. Ooh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. no, I could see that. If you look at him, he kind of looks like he could eventually, you know, have a giant dent in his head. <laughs> <laughs> but, Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um, so that's an interesting speculation. I, I know that a lot of people weren't happy with the fact that we didn't get Snoke's backstory. I personally don't care. He's a giant evil entity and now he's dead. Woo! Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he served his purpose. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they may go ahead and, and have him be the, the, the... They may give him a backstory. I wouldn't be right. super into it. Um in that sort of way, but you know, the, uh, once upon a time, there was this big talk about how one of the ideas about Snoke was that he uh, was prolonging his life by uh, stealing energy from other people and taking over their bodies, kind of like Apocalypse in that X-Men movie that was kind of bad. Um, I'm so yes. sorry, Oscar. I'm so sorry. Um, and so that was kind of a an old theory running around, but it was pretty pervasive. Like, a lot of people used it, so I don't know if it has any basis as a real rumor, like, from Lucasfilm or anything like that, but it, it could be something where Snoke, you know, moved his energy into this Grant dude. Uh, I, I think Snoke is just donezo. I would I hope think... so. I really hope so. I don't want Snoke to come back because I yeah. hate retconning. <laughs> so much no it's it's i don't think snoke is coming back in any way of like actually being back flashbacks maybe um you know because like i said we will i think we're gonna go more into ben's backstory into ben not kylo um and that would be a part of it because snoke did have a hold on him when he was a kid yeah so you know you may see him he may have been like you know a, a senator with leia or something like you know i don't know well i, I, doubt, I mean leia I doubt does know who she who he is that, divulge that she's I doubt that they're going to repeat that because with Palpatine, but, um, yeah, you know, you never know. He could have just been someone. Yeah. Leia knows who he is, but you know, um, it, but you might I, see him in that way. I don't know. I, I think that he was a known entity to Luke and Leia and Han, but yes. I don't necessarily know, um, how, <laughs> I agree. because I, I, the way they were talking about him that, you know, he's seen, the Republic grow and fall, and they talk about him as an ancient evil sort of thing. So I just can't well, see him having a humanoid form in that sense. I like a human form. When when they say ancient evil, I think that he is the last of the Sith. Like I mean, they they don't call him Darth though. He, he's not he's, a Sith. He's, he's been confirmed to not be a Sith since 2015. I mean, more so like like we would have said Palpatine was an ancient, like yeah, or, or Sidious. You know, I I don't know if he was actually ancient. I mean, unless he, like, was from, you know, like, the old Republic era and somehow came back. I don't... I mean, I always thought that he was some sort of entity from, from like, wild space and, like, the unknown regions and stuff like that. Because Maybe. in the in the Aftermath trilogy, they talk about sensing a, a dark presence from the unknown regions. And that's what Palpatine was trying to build all the... Um, 
Oh, what are they called? I'm so stupid. The observatories and whatnot, he was trying to build to contact the, the, the entity out in the unknown regions. And that it, mm. he would sense waves and waves of, of dark force energy from the unknown regions. And that's the exact same way they describe uh, Ben Solo in Leia's uterus. In the sense that she feels bands and bands of, of like waves of dark energy around her son. And people right. are just like, oh, that's his duality. And I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> he struggles against it. I feel like he was being attacked when he was in utero. But... I don't know. And then I think I think the novelization for The Last Jedi confirms that Snoke came from the Unknown Regions. I don't know. <laughs> and I like like I had said earlier, I'm not as up on the up and up when it comes to the sequel trilogy. Uh, yeah. So kind of I, I'm you know getting there. I'm starting to dive into it a little bit more. It's not that it didn't interest me. It just um, I think I was. It's not the Clone Wars era. It, not bad no i'm kidding um <laughs> it's just it's not that it didn't interest me it's just that it's i was still you know reading and you know doing all the clone wars stuff and 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 other stuff as well older books and things of that nature that like i was kind of like all right when i'm done with this i'll move on to that because that's a whole other you know thing to tackle and now i feel like i'm at a place where i can tackle it um so i've i've been and you know I watched The Last Jedi again. It's actually one of my daughter's preferred movies to watch at night when she goes to sleep. So, seen it quite a bit now. Yeah. Um, and you know, so it's it's like, and every time I watch it, I'm like, oh wait, that you know, and then it's like, oh, I didn't catch that, you know, and it's it's one of those movies that you got to watch over and over again. Which I'm sure this next one will be as well. You know, one watch is definitely not going to get you all the stuff that you were supposed to see. Oh no, not in the least. Um, and then Carrie Russell. Uh, this one, I mean, Felicity is coming to the, coming to the Star Wars. Um, I, I really feel like she was cast specifically because JJ's worked with her. Um, not to, like, undermine her talent or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, I think she definitely had... Oh, I think well, he specifically had a character in mind and asked her right. rather than well, a kind of like Kind of like how Adam was with Tyler. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's... I have, I've seen a lot of rumors of her being, like, Ray's mom or something. Stupid. Um, I don't like it either. I don't think, I don't think this is Ray's mom. What I was saying earlier, maybe she is that Mara figure. Uh, maybe not necessarily Luke's wife, but maybe Luke did not run the Academy alone. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, so she could be kind of like, you know, just another Jedi, essentially, or... She's playing Ahsoka! <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I um, my favorite thing about casting speculation is just how wrong everyone always is. Oh yeah, oh no, we're gonna be completely <laughs> wrong. We're gonna listen to this a year from now when we have like a more know, information a trailer, and oh, we're gonna shit. be like, oh shit, she was Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she... you know they did originally want Snoke to be a woman. So anytime that. someone is like, oh, this girl, love that to death. Padme is Snoke. It's just a mess. Everything's a mess. No, 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 not that. Not that. <laughs> but um, what, no, you don't, she's... you don't think Padme would try to reach out to her grandson? Not that way. <laughs> um, so Carrie Russell, I don't really know uh, who she's going to play. I know you and I talked about how maybe she's related to Padme in some way, but. Oh, yes. Yes, we did. We had a, that is, yeah, that was the other 
Thank you. you. I was trying to remember what the other person who I thought, yes, she might be one of the Nibiri, uh, one of Padme's nieces or one of her niece's children, which I could totally see. Yeah. I mean, just based on the age, I think she would have to be one of the niece's children. Right. But Maybe. either way, like, she would kind of be like a cousin in a way. She would be to, a relative to To, to Leia and Kylo. And so that would be yeah. interesting. And, I mean, people do have rumors that we're going back to Naboo, so it could be something, you you know, that they Which could I do. fully support. Yeah, I know. And I didn't support until you talked to me about it. But we can get into that later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of speculation on who these new folks could be. I'm really excited to find out more. Uh, I remember how excited I was when they announced Kelly Marie Tran's name was Rose, and I was like, Rose! And then they announced her last name was Tico, and I was like, Tico! And then... <laughs> They explained her character, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> All right! Name! Yeah. I, I love, you know what? Hot take. I love Rose. I think she is an oh, amazing agreed. character. Agreed. And I think people need to leave her alone. Oh, um, agreed. But then, you know, so, and then the second part of this is that, and it, I am... Emotional. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cry again. Um, <laughs> they, they will be bringing footage from The Force Awakens, and that's how they will have Leia make her exit from our great, great story, uh, which I am actually really, really happy about. Um, I'm really amazed that they have enough footage to do that. I'm not. They always overshoot. Yeah, I just, I mean, so much. It's going to be weird, though, if she goes back to the old, like, purple vest outfit. Um... She might not even necessarily be in that outfit. That that might be the uh, the well, because be why they're pulling that footage. They did have uh, they originally filmed a scene where Maz and Leia were talking, so it could have something could, to do with that scene. Could have something to do with that scene. It. it could, you know, they might have filmed a flashback for the Force Awakens where she's talking to Ben. Oh yeah, um, something of that nature, you know, and and you know, we she'll I do feel her death is going to be off screen, and it may be that he, you know flashes back to that and you know within himself um but i'm really happy you know thank you billy lord for signing off on that and jj for not recasting or doing the cgi thing you know i feel like that would have been a bad i thought i thought it absolutely had to be done in such a way that she would have to die off screen in the uh either at the very beginning of the movie or in the opening crawl um, so I'm really glad that they managed to find a way to bring her still, in. Yeah. You know, and, and like I, my favorite post on Tumblr right now is the one that's like Carrie Fisher has the biggest dick energy <laughs> yes, she's because she back. managed to, to, you know, be in a movie filmed after she died. <laughs> I, I totally, totally, totally agree. And then the other one that like, I, I love that post. I think I've ever blocked it like twice now. <laughs> um, but my, my my favorite post also going around is the people who have screenshotted and it's Mark's Twitter uh, post about her. Um, you know, that just really you know with him saying that uh, it's bittersweet to face his final chapter without her. Um, yeah. You know that she can never be replaced, and you know that he, you know she will always be you know part of the the series, and that's not the right. <laughs> it's just it, it's it's awesome i i think it's great and i think that jj made the right call definitely the right call not recasting which was a big rumor was that he was gonna recast and i am super excited that lando's coming back like super 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 excited i didn't mean to skim over that and go straight to like depressing stuff 
No, no, I mean... Lando was always one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I don't know. I'm really excited with the way they've decided to do the casting. Um, I'm really excited about Lando. I'm, like, impossibly excited about Lando. And everyone's talking about, like, oh, how they're just gonna kill him off. And I, I don't know if they will. No, I don't see them killing him off. I think he's, you know... I think he's going to take his... Le- I think this is their way of allowing all the original trilogy characters to take their leave. Yeah. Um, whether they choose to die, which I feel like Harrison Ford wanted to die. He wanted to die. He wanted to <laughs> die after every single originally original trilogy yeah, episode. he no longer wanted to be a part of the franchise and he just wanted to die. I feel like he <laughs> wanted that. Like He's like, freeze me in carbonite, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and then leave me there. Leave um, me there. You know, um, I, I do feel like, you know... And then Luke finally did something heroic, and you know, unfortunately, Leia doesn't have a choice in this. But yeah, um, I um. So did you did you ever read Last Shot, or is that still two sequel trilogy for you? Last Shot is that? Hold on, I got it. That's I, the the Han and Lando Leia. and Baby Ben sort of thing. Oh 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 no! I didn't read that one yet. In the book, you see like a two year old Ben Solo who struggles to sleep. Um, and he just really loves his Uncle Wanwo. Oh, no! I know, I know, he, it's so painful. He better like come and, like, torture him thing. with that, like... I know, I know. If he's not on screen and, like, yo, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm gonna die is what's happening. Like, Lucasfilm the, killed me off. Um, the, there was another rumor that, that, you know, of course these are all rumors, that there was, um, there's going to be a scene in which, uh, it, it, this was quote-unquote leaked obviously i don't believe it like that is leaked but all leaks are fake right pretty much but there was a a, you know a thing that ben's gonna pilot the falcon again and if he does i hope it's to return it to lando (laughs) (laughs) and like that could be how he kind of takes his leave as he finally gets the falcon back no i would be so happy if he finally got the falcon back i I, like that would that would honestly make my heart so happy especially after solo yeah Um, oh yeah but, I mean, granted, he only kept it in the first place because he cheated, but let's be real. Do we really think that they... Anyway. Um, but, uh, no, I, I really... because I think... Um, I'm sure he would have come back anyway, but I think that with Leia gone and them not able to have that sort of, like, super touching family reunion um, between that, I think Lando may step in and fulfill that role. Of the of the touching family reunion, right? Well, Leia especially can, because Leia they can be a force ghost, by the way. So okay, but they can't film anything. <laughs> no, but they Just... could use that old footage and make her blue. That's fine, <laughs> but again, she can't film anything new, and so if the I reunion know. wasn't planned, that's true. That is true. Um, then it makes it a lot more difficult. But the fact that they specifically added like the last shot book or they specifically added in the last shot book that Ben is just so like enamored with Lando and just loves him so much. I think that's to set up that Lando will be part of the redeeming force. Right. Uncle Wanwo. Oh, just kill me. Every time I hear it, I want to die. I just want to die so much. I see he better like harass him with that. Like that's what turns him. He's like, what? You're too, you're too much of a dark sider to come give your uncle Wanwo a hug. God, I would die. <laughs> I would literally die. <laughs> it would be the best thing, though. It would be so Lando, though. Like, that would be, like, oh, the yeah. perfect thing. Like, you know how, like, how, how like, 
timidly Han kind of approached Ben, I would see Lando just strolling up like, what's up? Yeah. Yep. Just like nothing ever happened. Nothing changed. Yep. And I hope they give him a reason for not being a part of any of this. I mean, I guess he wouldn't really um, necessarily have a reason to be considering he was Han's friend and wanting to get in Leia's pants or not, like... I, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll give, you know, that he was off doing something or had some sort of an issue or, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about this cast and I'm really excited about all of it. Uh, the last little bit of filming news, since this is already, like, 27 hours long. <laughs> um, episode 9 starts filming this week, according to the Star Wars Twitter. Um, they said it starts filming next week, but they posted that on Friday, so we can only assume that means this week. This week. Not exactly sure what day. I don't know if the Star Wars Twitter is going to update it um, or not, but there you are. Probably, but that's also, they're probably going to start filming, like, the panning <clears throat> shots, the backgrounds, the scenery, things like that, because, you know, and I'm sure they'll start getting some of the cast in there. We know Adam's not going to start filming until the end of the month because he has all the Black Klansman stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It, it's, I don't know, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, as far as filming locations goes, um, these are all rumors. No one really knows uh, anything specific at this point, I don't think. But uh, apparently a newspaper in Scotland reported that um, a Star Wars movie would be filmed in Scotland starting this summer. However, they announced that it was going to be part one of Ryan Johnson's trilogy, which, um, as we all know, Ryan Johnson hasn't even, like finalized development or anything. He just started developing it after The Last Jedi came out. Just not really enough time to uh, get close. Because he has to to do the story and then the scripts. Right, right. And then the pre-production. There's just too much. There's too much to be done for them to film yet. Unless they were just scouting locations to like, you know, put pictures to words. Yeah. To storyboard, I guess would really be what I'm trying to say. Like, that would be the only thing I could think of. But no, there's no way he's filming. Yeah, no. Uh, so, so they could have gotten it wrong, and what they're actually talking about is that it's episode nine. Right. Uh, so that's a rumored, um, location. Uh, supposed, supposedly, they are also going back to the Cardington airship sheds, which is where, um, the sets for Yavin 4 were located. Um, so it was used for episode four and Rogue One, um, so, it, it has been used in the past for Yavin 4. However, it should be noted um, that a lot of movies have filmed at this place. Um, and it can pretty much be made up to look whatever you want it to be. So, just because right. it is the Yavin 4 location doesn't mean that the movie is going back to Yavin 4. It could just be where their base is located now. Um, and then Pinewood Studios is supposedly booked up um, at this point. Makes uh, sense. So uh, it's more than likely going to be filmed there. They've used it in uh, all of the sequel trilogy so far. I don't know why they would deviate from that at this point. No, there would be no reason. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the news. Uh, It's a lot because this is our first one, so we feel obligated to talk about a lot more of the news. Um, I don't expect that we'll typically talk as long as we did in this episode. um, Unless... Not about news. <laughs> not about news. Definitely not about news. Hopefully. I mean, Christ. you want me to talk? Well, let's, let's, 
maybe it. maybe more closer to like the release of the movie we will start talking about a lot more because there will be yeah. a lot more news to process so yeah that's uh about where we're at right now we're excited to really get our feet wet uh with this episode before we dive headfirst into this podcast in the subsequent weeks um yeah we're we're really excited about this podcast and getting to discuss like our feelings on everything with you guys and we're looking forward to having features and it's it's really nice to to be able to do this so uh that being said um yeah come back next week and listen to us talk um do you have anything else to say no just i'm super excited and um you know i like to talk about star wars a lot so this is going to be really <laughs> awesome and we're gonna have fun and it's gonna be fun we're all gonna have fun for sure so yeah definitely that's that's definitely what's gonna happen and um yeah no so definitely next week yeah that'll be it for this week and hopefully we see you guys next week and every week after until we see you again or speak to you again <laughs> no uh, we will eventually come up with a sign-off. <laughs> yeah, right now we're, like I said, this is a pilot. They recast Daenerys Targaryen in the Game of Thrones pilot, so... So we'll Amber might be recasting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, she's not. Anyway. I might be. Uh, yeah, that'll be it. We will see you next week. Uh, until then, I'm Amber. And I'm Joella. And may the Force be with you. And also with you. <laughs>